It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling at Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging at Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick. He's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Federico stolen from Reinhardt. Breaking in. The Hunter. Hunter shooting. Rebound. Recognizer scores! Here comes Shovel Day. He'll be thrown out of the game. Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day. And the two goalies go at it. Head to head. And Joseph with three great rights. New Terjana Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores! Brad Hall, number 500. Tarasenko in the clear. He scores. And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans, and welcome to a Tuesday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. We're going to call this the Step Off the Ledge edition. Um, I'm not even going to mess around with 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 much. I'm going to bring in the voice of reason for the uh, the millions and the millions of Blues fans that are out there that are freaking out. That also Rock fans, of course. But let's bring in our own Rock, Jamie Rivers. What's going on, pal? Hey, how we doing today, buddy? Well, um, a necessary addition if we've ever had one. I think uh, Blues Nation went from you know they went from. Uh, <laughs> You know, planning parade routes, unfortunately, at the post to, uh, oh boy. And uh, I think we need a voice of reason. And I, I know it pains me to say this, but somehow, some way, the ADD man has become the fan's voice of reason. So I guess, Rivs, give us that reason to get off the ledge. Oh, it's pretty easy. I mean, fuck, we've got one game left. And Craig Ruby said it the other day. Uh, after the in the press conference after the game, if you had told them way back in January that you'd have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, all you got to do is win one game. I think everybody would have taken that for sure. And this team, honestly, there's so many things to be positive about. This team responds well after a loss. They're, I believe, twelve and two in the second half of the season, and then uh, with Jordan Bennington, I think he's six and one in the playoffs following a loss. So, I, I'm confident. Everybody am. They play better on the road. And here's the biggest thing, that you got to remember, and I tried to explain this to somebody yesterday, is all that that stuff that was going on downtown the other night for the St. Louis Blues. Yes, it was incredible. I mean, it was amazing to see that many people down there that were ready to celebrate and ready to get their drink on, all that stuff. Well, all of that chaos, now, shifts to Boston. And what I mean by that is their families now are all worried about who's going to get tickets to the game, who's not going to get tickets to the game, where do they go if they win, uh, how, how much uh, how much time is it before they go down to the locker room, all the planning that goes in, who's ordering the duck boats, who's not, what route are we going to take, uh, what kind of champagne are we going to have, What at what time of the game do we put the tarp up in the locker room. So all of that bullshit that we were worried about, which I guess it's not bullshit, but you call I call it noise in the background. All of that shifts to Boston's side of the plate now. And St. Louis Blues get to do what they've done better than any team so far in the playoffs, maybe all year, is go on the road, play good hockey, and win a game. That's all they got to worry about. Well, so I'm, I'm confident. I'm positive about this. Well, see, now you've just helped out, like I said, the millions and millions of fans that are out there right now trying to figure out how we're going to do this. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, for me, and I, I've had to say this once or twice, and it's not to, it, it's to a select few. How in the world, as a fan, can you have lived through what we've lived through this year and think that at any juncture, they're done? I, I mean, now listen, I, does that mean we're going to win? I, I don't know that. I, I, I don't know the answer to the question. I, I want them to win with all my heart, with all my soul, with, my, with, with every ounce of love I have for the Blues. 
doesn't guarantee they're going to do anything. But why in the world would you come this far with this team after everything that's happened and say, oh, they're done. Oh, I can't believe they did this. I, I, it just, it kind of shocks me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think, look, and I don't think people are doing it on purpose. I just think that, like you said, the anticipation and the, I guess, the, the, the want of the cup so bad. You know, that gets the best of you sometimes. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, that's it. You know, it's like, I wouldn't say it's my natural reaction, but for a lot of people, that's their natural reaction. Is that It's almost like a defense mechanism. Rather than letting yourself get your feelings hurt and having it hurt your soul, like you say, they'd rather just say it's over, that's it, they're going to lose. And now, you know, they don't have to worry about another dagger to the heart that they've already kind of told themselves it's over. Um, the reality of it is that, Yes, you're right. The St. Louis Blues have battled so much all year, and the list of things that they have overcome is quite incredible. Uh, I mean, it really is when you stop and think about it. And you know what? Honestly, I said this too yesterday, was the anybody who went down there the other night and felt like, oh, this opportunity, or, or anybody who talks about it being wasted, you know, oh, we went down there, did all that, you know, they didn't win the Cup. I don't care, Chromes. Like, I, I, let me let me rephrase that so I don't get tortured here. I care, obviously, but the fact that they didn't win the other night—that's alone. That experience of being down there and and seeing Blues Nation be together, be as one, partying in the streets, partying inside, doing all that stuff. No matter what, that's an experience you're going to take to the rest of your life. No matter what the outcome of this thing is, ultimately, you'll be able to tell your grandkids and all that stuff that, man, we went down there and there were 50,000 people sitting on Market Street watching the goddamn hockey game. It was incredible. And so I don't want people to lose sight of how amazing this whole moment is for the St. Louis Blues and how amazing this season has been. But then on the, by the end of it, I want everybody to remember that this team has been fucking spectacular on the road. They have been great. They're getting Ivan Barbashev back in the lineup. That fourth line is going to be a fucking uh, hound out there for the Boston Bruins. They're going to have a healthy lineup. They're going to be ready to go. Jordan Bennington's pissed off. He saw him in the press conference the other night. So I really believe that the Boston Bruins are going to get the best version of the St. Louis Blues come Wednesday night, and we're still going to have that goddamn break. Well, you um... – you brought up something, a topic uh, that we're going to have to discuss, and that's first and foremost. Um, Ivan Barbashev is obviously coming back in the lineup. Um, I, you know, people are wondering who's coming out, and I think the hard part here is, is that, you know, I think, you know, it wouldn't have been long ago everybody would have said, well, that's simple. It's Zach Sanford, but I think Zach Sanford's played really well, and this is absolutely no disrespect to Robert Thomas, but I wonder how healthy he is. So, do you have any thoughts on this? I don't know how healthy he is either. The other night uh, wasn't his greatest game, but that being said, <clears throat> it wasn't the greatest game for a lot of guys. So uh, I think they're they're measuring his health here yesterday, today, maybe even tomorrow morning, a pregame skate. And if, if he's able to go and really help the team, he'll be in there for sure. Uh, if not, then I think the, the, the move is rather simple. Uh, he comes out. Sammy Blade takes his spot on that line, and we leave everything else the way it is, obviously inserting Barbashev back onto the left wing of the fourth line. Zach Sanford is not coming out. He has been great since going into the Stanley Cup final. He's finally using his six-foot-four frame. He's getting involved. He's in the mix. He's, he's drug himself into every game with some type of physicality. And I'm telling you what, it makes, it makes a difference. People talk about, oh, well, you don't have to be physical. You need to be a finesse player. Yes, you can. If you are so fucking good skill-wise, yes, you can. You can just go out there and do whatever. If you're not dominant with your skills, more dominant than other guys in the league, then the best way to do it is to drag yourself into a game by being physical, getting that adrenaline up, playing hard. Because when you're, when you're in that zone, Puck seems to find you, and opportunity seems to find you, and more often than not, you'll at least have a chance to put some pucks 
in the net or your line mates will. So Zach Sanford has done a tremendous job of dragging himself into this series, and now he is relevant. That that line of O'Reilly, Perron, and Sanford has been lights out, so that is not going to change. So unfortunately, the, the guy that's out, if everybody's healthy, the guy that's out is Sammy Blay, who we love to death. He's physical. He does all those things. But right now, uh, you're not looking to wear down a team over the course of seven games. You're looking to outscore them in one. Um, you, you mentioned scoring. So let's go to the guy that prevents the other team from scoring, who uh, we've said time and time again, um, the Blues have won so many of these games because, quite frankly, the best player on the ice has been their goaltender. Um, now, it goes without saying that I think we've all been just I, – I don't even – impressed isn't even a good enough word. I Probably shocked, probably, like, freaked out at just how calm and different this guy appears to be under pressure. I think we all know what he does after a loss. Um, it's been an amazing thing for him. I don't know that you can be any calmer or cooler in, in, in a situation than he has appeared to be. Uh, do you expect anything less from Bennington than what we've seen every time he rises to the occasion after a loss? No, I don't, actually. And to add to that is, you know, he's coming off his best game, arguably in the playoffs, was the, was the last one in Boston. In game five in box, he was incredible. Uh, he comes back here in game six. He has a fantastic game, has a couple of bad bounces, and then, look, shit happens after once the score gets 3 nothing on that one there. It is what it is. But leading up to that, going into the third period, it's a one nothing game, and the goal that went in, he had no chance on and still almost got it. So uh, as much as people want to say, oh, it's an off game for, for Bennington, I guess, I guess statistically you could say that, but uh, I'm not worried about this kid. You know, he was fired up after uh, after the game in the press conference. I mean, fired up for Jordan Bennington. Anyways, you can tell he was just a little more. He had a little more snide in his responses than uh, than other days, and I think that's good. You know, and he also skated out that one time on the late penalty and buzzed the tower on Pasternak. Had something to say to him, so. You know, we remember the last time that Jordan Bennington left his crease to go buzz the tower on an opposition was the Dallas series, and uh, we saw how he closed that one out. So I think that I think this guy is motivated. I think he's ready to go. Uh, his calm demeanor will give his team the ability to just focus on playing hockey and not worry about pucks going in their net, which is an advantage because the Blues are a team that play straight-ahead hockey when they're at their best anyways. They play straight-ahead hockey. They don't worry about their goaltender because they don't have to. Um, you know, when the thing, when the whole thing started and we started looking at all this, I'm sitting here going, people are talking. You know, and everybody's got an opinion, right? Like, you know, they're like assholes. But the, this, was, this wasn't anything serious. It's just, you know, what do you think? How, how do you see it going? And I'm like, you know, it just, when you look at these two teams, it just felt like seven games. It just did because let's face it. I mean, we love the blues, the story of the blues. I mean, the, the, the ups and downs and how well they've played. And we've talked about the depth in the fourth line, but you could really say the same thing about Boston in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, we know how good their goaltender is. We know how deep they are. We know about their defense. We know about all these things. It just felt like seven to me. And you brought up earlier that I think in the end, the one thing that I, that is going to, in my opinion, put the blues over the top is their ability to play on the road the way that they have. Um, you brought up, a, you touched on it earlier. Some of the things that come with playing at home, especially in big games like this. Um, do you, is it, is, I, I mean, and I know that we think this way, is it really possible that these guys are more comfortable on the road? Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. It's Chrome. It's a hundred times easier to play on the road. Um, everything outside of, you know, the actual game itself. Because that's, you know, the St. Louis Blues travel together. They stay at the hotel together. They eat together. They don't have, excuse me, they don't have a million family members running around that they've got to take care of. And they don't have people in from out of town. They don't have all that stuff I described earlier. And the noise right now that's going on is all about the Bruins in Boston. You think the Boston media is talking about how they're going to plan the parade in St. Louis? Well, no, they're not. They're talking about where, how they're going to plan the parade 
in Boston. And they're talking about, you know, the Patriots and the Bruins and the Red Sox. And they're like, you know what's going on in Boston right now. And right now the Blues don't have to deal with that here at home. And as special as it would have been to win it here in St. Louis, which it would have been incredible. However, now they're just out there playing hockey. And we've seen with this team time and time again that that allows them to play that North game that Craig Berube likes. It allows them to put pucks in deep, not get fancy, just do their job. And I'm telling you, I said this the other day, you know, the Blues have trusted the process the entire time that they've been on this incredible run. And this just one more game. They have to trust the process. And I really think the results will take care of themselves. Well, the city has officially lost its mind. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being completely blown away by this whole scenario. Um, you know, what went down in the city of St. Louis the other day was nothing short of amazing, as you described. And, and just the ability to someday say, you know, you were a part of it. It will go down like everything else. You know, I don't know how many people were down there, a few hundred, couple hundred thousand, but, you know, 10 years from now, it'll be a million. And, um, you know, they, they, they can fit 18, 19,000 in the, in the enterprise center. And, you know, again, five years from now, there'll be a few hundred thousand people that'll tell you they were there, but is it does amaze me. And I know you, I'm just curious your thoughts on this. How, you know, we love to go back to December and everything before January 3rd. But, I mean, just thinking about the fact that there are so many people that want to attend a watch party that they're going to have to open up Bush Stadium as a secondary site for a watch party is nothing short of amazing to me. I mean, this is outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous in, in the best way. I, I couldn't believe it yesterday in – you know, uh, you know, because I'm officially uh, credentialed NHL media member now. Um, uh, they send out special, <laughs> they send out special little emails before the general public gets them. And so my phone beeped, and I opened up the email, and I saw that you know the the Blues were about to announce that they were going to open up Bush Stadium, and I just sat there and my jaw like dropped. I was like, "Oh my god." And it just hit me. I was like, okay, so we're going to have roughly 20,000, probably probably maybe even more at Enterprise because they'll squeeze everybody they can in there because there's not actually a game going on. So, you know, let's, let's say 20,000 there. Ballpark Village will have, I don't even know what they hold inside that, but it's got to be 1,000 people at least that they can hold inside that place. Then they're going to have, what, 40,000, let's say, at Bush Stadium, watching a damn hockey game on TV. Let alone all the other mom and pop places around St. Louis. You know, I know Grant's Farm has had some watch parties, and other locations have thrown up screens and and done the same. I know neighborhoods where I live in, uh, people are dragging TVs out into the cul-de-sac, and you've got 30, 40, 50 people outside watching the game together. I don't know if there would be anybody in St. Louis not watching this game, not wanting to be a part of it, but it's incredible. Like I said, the, the ride that this has been for, never mind the players, okay? It's been incredible for them, but how about the fans and the other people who live in St. Louis? Just anybody who wasn't a fan. Now they're St. Louis Blues fans, and maybe they are for life. Maybe they're bandwagoners, which I don't give a shit. You know what? At least they're bandwagoners jumping on, trying to pull the rope with all of us, too. But I just think it's been an incredible moment. My kids from are young, and they're remembering this. My daughter was downtown with me the other day. I brought her down, bring your daughter to work day at, uh, at, at game six. And, you know, she got to come up on the set and, and look at the mass of people and my boys and my youngest one. My youngest one's dancing, making videos with her friends to listening to Gloria after the game and sending me these videos that they do these crazy dances. I'm like, can you fucking believe this? Like, this is really happening. So for me, yes, the end result is we want to have that parade. We want to hold that cup way above our heads. But if it doesn't happen for some reason, and the good Lord forbid that it doesn't happen, 
this has still been an experience of a lifetime for anybody that's a St. Louis Blues fan or anybody that's jumped on board here in the last little while. It's been a hell of a ride. But, 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 but this is just a baseball town, Jamie. This is just well, a fuck, baseball it ain't a, town. It, it's not a good, no, it's not a good fucking sports town, right? Yeah, just a baseball town. Yeah. San Cronky. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, this is, uh, it's, <laughs> I know oh, we've, bro, we, don't we, even bring up, we don't even bring up his name. This uh, moment is too fucking good to talk about Kroenke. I'm not even going to bring up his name. I just, it absolutely amazes me. And, and, and you've said it, can be said it. It is an amazing thing that, you know, we've had. I just can't get over the fact that we've laughed about it. It not laugh in a, in a like, you know, there's something wrong with it way. Just in an in amazement laugh of 19,000 people want to get together and watch TV together, basically. Right? Because they want to be what? together when this happens. Now... 40,000 people want to get together and watch TV together to be a part of something possibly amazing. That's just unbelievable. Well, a couple of thoughts on that, too, that I don't even know if I mentioned because, I don't know, I got, I got lost in the zone there because I was, like, literally just saying everything was popping in my head. But a couple things. One, how about the relationship between the Cardinals and the Blues? Again, once again, coming to the forefront that the St. Louis Cardinals would open up their doors to a massive stadium that, let's be honest, if the, if the St. Louis Blues win, there's a risk that things could get damaged in there. And I don't mean people are going to be assholes on purpose, but they're going to be so excited that they may run on the field. Who fucking knows, right? So there's risk involved here for the Cardinals, but they're putting that to the side and saying, our relationship with the Blues, we're pulling for you guys. And we're going to open up our stadium for your fans because they deserve it. So that's really quite an unbelievable moment right there for two sports franchises to have each other's back like that. And I just think that the other thing is my buddy of mine was at the Enterprise Center for the last watch party, and he sends me a video of it, and, you know, everybody's going crazy, and it's loud, the lasers are going, and fucking horns are going off, and then at the bottom he attaches it to it, and he goes, can you believe... All these people are here, and there really isn't a fucking hockey game being played. <laughs> He's like, I feel like I'm crazy. <laughs> so oh it's pretty God. cool, man. It's an amazing thing. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of feel like you do to some degree. It's not that it doesn't matter what happens, because I think we all, you know, this is the opportunity of a lifetime for – you know, forget the player. I mean, just we're talking about the fans, right? We're all fans at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if it's you who can, you know, who I would call an expert on this sort of thing, or a guy that just drinking a beer down at the local bar. It doesn't matter. I mean, we all have been captivated by this team. The story has been amazing, and I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know any other better way to cap this thing off than to just win the whole damn thing. I just, it just feels that way to me. Um, it's the first time I've ever watched a game the other night and things didn't really go well that I wasn't sitting there upset. I'm just sitting here going, and, and I mean this, I'm, I'm watching the game going, I, I, you know, did I really expect anything less than this thing to go seven and, and, and the blues to win this the way they've won so many things in, in a fashion that nobody thought they could do. And that's the thing, right? Like there's so many people now nationally, not here that are like, Oh, well, Bruins are going to win this. They're going home. That's that's how this thing has went for us. So why would it be any different? Yeah, well, the smart ones nationally are saying, uh, here's a little beware sign. You know, I don't count out the St. Louis Blues. And you can tell the guys who know what the hell they're talking about because they're the ones who are referencing that and saying that, you know, this is a team that's performed well uh, on the road, let alone in Boston this series. Uh, but, you know, people have to remember something. And if our listeners can pull anything from all of this today is the St. Louis Blues would have had to beat the Boston Bruins three games in a row to win the Stanley Cup the other night, which obviously is possible. But you have to remember the Boston Bruins were touted. After the Tampa Bay Lightning got eliminated, all I heard was the Boston Bruins are going to win the Cup again because they're that good. They're that deep. They're that, you know, the leadership is that incredible. Well, here they are now. We find ourselves the St. Louis Blues, little old St. Louis Blues who, you know, everybody counted out, including myself. I will, I, I, I was trading everybody. I was. 
And you know what? And I, I defend myself for it still because at the time, that's really, quite honestly, the direction the team should have gone in. Now, Doug Armstrong was patient, and obviously miracles happen. <laughs> and here we are today, uh, and I'm glad they didn't trade everybody. But anybody in their right mind at that point, uh, and Doug Armstrong included, I know for a fact he was contemplating moves that had to be made. Holy shit, Braden Shen was supposed to be traded to the Boston Bruins. Yeah. So let's not forget all that craziness, you know? Uh, but now the St. Louis Blues find themselves in a situation where they lost last game, so now they're not having to win three in a row. They just have to win one fucking game, Combs. One game. So any injuries you have, anything that's bugging you, if you're tired, if you're this, if you're that, I can tell you right now, and, and this is really, really, really a stretch, but I could play right now for one game. And it's <laughs> fucking – but you put, I'm trying to put it in perspective here, okay? Like as out of shape as I am and as old as I am and as whatever, if you told me right now, here's a fucking set of gear and here's a jersey, you get to go play one game right now for the Stanley Cup. Guess what, Chrome? I would die playing that game for sure, or I would be a fantastic game. For one game, you can do anything, and that's a fact. So these guys who are healthy, young, in shape, talented, all the things I'm not, <laughs> they have an opportunity to go out there for one game. Just play your best game right now. It doesn't get, it sounds you know, like it's really easy. It, it is easy. Just go out and do your goddamn job, and everything else will take care of itself. So well, I know the Boston Bruins will have the same mentality, but uh, the, the St. Louis Blues, in my opinion, that side of it, that underdog feel, that us-against-the-world mentality, that will be the difference maker in the end. Well, um before you go, and I know you're God leaving. God damn it! I'm fired up, bro. I know you are, and the and 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 your and your rivers, your 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 millions of rivers fans are excited that you are. So I'm gonna put you on the spot before you go. Got you, a goddamn sweat on right now, Cromer. <laughs> hey, lay off the Red Bull, will you? Hey. No, I don't even have a Red Bull right now. I'm just driving <laughs> along, thinking about hockey, Game Seven, Stanley Cup. Fuck me, I'm sweating. Aren't you on your way to a synergy hockey thing? Yeah, I'm Those about to go run people. over some kids at camp now. What the fuck? <laughs> Those Put poor Coach kids. Rivers in a cage. Those poor kids. They have no idea. They're uh, all about to get boarded. Hey, I'm all right, I'm going to be yelling at them. I'm like, don't you that? What if it was the game seven in the Stanley Cup finals? <laughs> the kids are going to be like, Coach Rivers. Holy shit. Go back to Vietnam. All right. You can't get off here without doing one last get one last uh, uh, prognostication. You've been so good whoa, at it. You've whoa. really, you have called out some, un, like you've made some unbelievable calls. Um, you know, you haven't always oh, been right, but you've been pretty good. So uh, you got to give it to us. Give us, give us, give us, give us the winner here. Okay. This is hard. Okay. No. I'm going to say this is really hard. And if you look at my, my percentages of predictions, they're a little lower when the blues are on the road and, the reason being is I'm a body language guy. Okay. So when we're here at home, I get to watch the warm up. I get to see how the guys are skating, how they're looking, how they're shooting, how they're, you know, whatever they're doing. And you pick up little tells from players of who's ready to roll and, and who's just kind of ready. And so when they're on the road, it's hard because I don't see warm up. So I, I'm left to kind of pull it out of a hat and base my information off other things. But here's, here's what I think. I think that the Braden-Shen line, it's not really going off the board for this one. And you know, my predictions don't always have to be off the board. But the Braden-Shen line is going to have their biggest game of the series. And I say that because not that they've been invisible, but in the last couple of games, it's been the Ryan O'Reilly show. And now I do think Ryan O'Reilly will have himself a game. I think that line will be really good. I think the fourth line will be solid. All those things. But I think the Braden-Shen line will have their best game of the series in Game 7 in Boston. And the Blues will uh, the Blues will hold that thing way above their head and be drinking champagne out of that mofo, Jim. 
Yeah, I, you know, I was going to say, for me, and in, in just looking at the thing and, and how it rolls, I, it just feels like, how is it not Ryan O'Reilly? How, is, how does Ryan O'Reilly not do something amazing in this game? It's been, it has, a, like, listen, I don't mean this in a bad way. Not like it's the Ryan O'Reilly show, but gosh darn it. I mean, I think well, yeah, back, it has been. Well, I know, but That's I think. okay. We're all right with that. I think back to the, like, when we started the show earlier in the year, if you remember, um, when we got fired up and got running, you were, you were busy. You had been asked to kind of oversee, kind of run the, 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 the preseason stuff that the guys were doing, and you just couldn't. Yeah, let's not forget that, Chrome. I started all this shit. Yeah, you did. I, hey, your name will go on the <laughs> cup. I'm, I'm sure that's the angle you're playing here. Um, uh, but no, the, no, but, no. Well, the reality of it is, though, to be honest with you, I'll never forget it. I mean, everybody was excited about the Ryan O'Reilly trade, of course, right? Like, we felt the day we made the trade, we felt like we won the trade. But it was amazing to, to listen to you. You could not rave more about a guy than you did Ryan O'Reilly that day. Like, I remember you going, it's amazing. You, like, I can't even, ex- like, you were like, I just remember it. You were like, it's amazing watching this guy the way he works. La- first guy on the ice, last guy off the ice, and it's preseason. We're not even started the real camp yet. It was amazing. Yeah, well, it really was. And, you know, you listen to guys like Braden Shen and other players, even Vladimir Tarasenko, you listen to them talk about Ryan O'Reilly, and the NHL had a great little video uh, the other day that they released through social media, and those guys talk about his dedication to the game, his little rituals before games, his little things before practice, and they talk about saying it rubs off. Like, it really does rub off, and you want to be – in that moment with Ryan O'Reilly, you want to have fun before practice. You want to work on crazy little things after practice and laugh about it and then go to lunch and be a team. And so all those little things that make Ryan O'Reilly such an incredible hockey player, well, those traits are rubbed off on his teammates. And it's just one more thing that has been added to the St. Louis Blues team that has helped them recapture their season and put them one game away from the cup. So, yeah, he is a difference maker, and I'm I'm certainly not betting against him. I just think that Boston's going to really try to shut him down because of the way he's played that whole line. And I just think that Braden Shen, uh, I think he's been battling a little bit of injury in the last three, four games especially. And like I said, uh, you can do anything in life for one game. You can put anything aside. You can freeze it. You can want to mentally block it and – when Braden Chan is healthy and he's fucking gassed up, there are a few guys on that Blues team that make such an impact as he does. And I just think that he's going to make a big impact. Whether he scores or not, I'm not sure, but I think he's going to help drive that line to their best game of the series. All right, buddy. I think it's time uh, to uh, let you roll on out there and dominate some seven-year-olds and bring in the uh, your buddy Kimby as he's got something to say himself. Yeah, I'm going to have to give myself a lap around the building before I go in there. I'm too goddamn fired up right now. I, uh, I, I think that would probably be best, especially for the children. <laughs> All right, my I friend. All right, my friend. Well, the only thing I can say is that uh, the thing that's going to be kind of cool is uh, Thursday should be an interesting episode <laughs> one way or the other. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing that show with you. Somehow, some way, it ought to be a good one. Well, Crumbs. In the words of our boy, Brett Hall, let's go Blues! That is the one, the only Jamie Rivers, and I can't thank him enough for leaving us like the, you know, what has turned into not only the iconic Brett Hall, but the thing that I think is great is he has become the Blues' biggest fan, biggest kid, and makes it, it, it really does, it makes it okay for all of us to be a kid. I love it. I, you know, people, I, I, I think everybody's loving themselves some Brett Hall right now if they didn't love him enough already. And if you ever, ever questioned Brett Hall and his loyalty to this town, if you ever questioned Brett Hall, which if you have, you need to step away, okay? I, I don't know what else to tell you after what I've seen. The, the world's biggest fan has been, you know, arguably the most iconic figure in their history, and that's why I think it's special. Okay, that can only mean one thing. Time to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, because it's time to get it on.
say, Kimby, you must have been uh, hearing me talk about your boy, Holly. Uh, yeah. and couldn't take it anymore. No, but I'm going to bring up, how come I'm always second to, to ribs? Why is that always happening on this That's show? That's not true now. You let you us know, off for a little he, while now, buddy. When he goes on to be bigger and better and he's in the, like he's trying to be this media darling and he leaves you, it's old Kimby going to still be here for you, you know, not, <laughs> not ribs anymore. Remember hey, that. Hey, let me tell you something. Okay. You were leading us off for quite a while here. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear. What, hey. What'd you have going on with Holly? What'd you have to go there with? Well, I just, you know, uh, you know, Rivers left us with a little uh, "Let's Go Blues" Brett Hall style, and it just made uh-huh. me—it just made me sit there and think to myself that, you know, if there's anybody out there that ever wondered about Brett Hall and his loyalty to St. Louis, I want—you know—I always remind everybody, you know, he didn't leave here by choice. That was number one. Number two, he came back here, and number three, if you haven't caught his act here lately and, and haven't realized that the St. Louis Blues' most iconic figure is probably also their biggest fan, then I then I don't know what's wrong with you because I, him and, and the way he has enjoyed and embraced this for the fans has been nothing short of amazing. You know, you know, I and I agree with that. And I'll tell you what, when he was here and uh, the the year he scored the 86 and, and, you know, we were here, we had a chance to go there and, when, you know, we got it cut short. And, um, and I think like Holly, you know, he's sort of coming, they always credit him part of the credit goes to Holly for saving the blues, you know, when times are going, they almost got sold. And then he comes in here and then, you know, he go the popularity of hockey gets booming again when Holly goes on a tear. And so he's, you know, and then he goes off and gets to Dallas and wins a cup and goes to Detroit and wins some cups. And, and I, I, you know, he's, he's come back here, but he probably always, he felt like there was some unfinished business. And though he can't do it as a player, uh, I, I got to think down deep inside of Holly, you know, he, there's a part of his life that's in St. Louis. This is, pretty well where his career takes off and, you know, he becomes the player that he, you know, one of the best goal scorers that there ever was, if not the best. And, uh, you know, he, there's probably, he wants it just like a lot of us alumni, when I was talking to him up there, that they wanted for the fans, you know, there's, there's nothing in it for the alumni really, you know, I know Bobby Plager's there and he wants, but he wants it for the fans also. And it's, you know, that's what it's all about. Once you leave the game, there's something that you never got accomplished. And I'm talking in St. Louis, some of these guys went on and accomplished it obviously, but, I think they just want to see this thing get accomplished in St. Louis. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. I, you know, the 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 town was ready to explode. Um, we all know that, and you know the the just. I, I mean, we've talked about it all the time. You know, the going from worst to first, and 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 being in a position to win a Stanley Cup, especially in front of the home crowd in Game Six, was almost something that comes out of a movie. And quite frankly, it could be a movie. Um, you know, and then it doesn't happen, and it it, it it there's a natural feeling of letdown, right? Like it was right here. It, it, you know, the storybook ending should have been the Blues on home ice in front of the long suffering Blues fans. But in reality, I sat there and watched that the other night, and all I could think to myself is, this seems right for this mm-hmm. team. This seems right to go do something else that somebody says they can't do. You know, oh, you're never going to win a game seven in Boston. No, sir, not going to yeah. happen. And again, I, I don't want it to be that way. I wanted it to be the storybook ending that everybody else wanted. But does am I wrong? Doesn't it just feel right for Jordan Bennington to go in there and be amazing, for Ryan O'Reilly to finish off what has been, I mean, I, I can't even describe this, the, 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 the bringing of Ryan O'Reilly to St. Louis in words and, and, the, and how it's played out. I mean, Craig Berube standing in front of, you know, hundreds of reporters and telling them, you know, this is who we are. I mean, doesn't it just feel right? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, the other night when we went down to game six and, you know, I, when I parked there, I was like four or five blocks away and I walked through the crowd and we we're walking through and the people, the, the energy that was going there, and I had no idea what was going on in market. I didn't know there were that many people around and cause I come up the, the different way. And, uh, and when I saw pictures of that, I said, Jesus, isn't that, when did that have been something else? And, but as you say, uh, the fans have waited a long time for this and I get, you know, you, you, to enjoy something, uh, the, even though the storybook ending is not there, but it, it would have to be a hard fought battle and, and it will even mean that much more to a lot of people when this thing, if they accomplish this thing tomorrow night and 
you know, yeah, you like to have all the roses and everything, you know, that's not life. That's, that's not St. Louis blue life basically. And every fan can attest to that. Cause there's been a lot of kick in the gut moments in this uh, franchise's history. And, you know, and, and it might, and it might happen again. I, I hope not. I hope the blues are ready to roll. And I, I think they will. They've proven that they can play on the road. They've proven they can win in Boston. It's not like Boston's going to go out here. They, they, they've had some games where they score some goals, but it's just the blues just didn't play their game. So it's, it, this will be, if this is, I hope it's fitting. I hope they go in there and this would be, you, you're going to still have one hell of a party, Chromes, if they win this thing. I'm telling you that. Well, you know, I, it's going to be an amazing thing. I, I, you know, I know um, Rivs brought up how hard it is to play at home in those situations, whereas we as fans probably think it's easy. Like, oh, man, you're at home. You got all of us behind you. Go out there and kill it. There's a lot of things that go into it um, that we don't see and, and a lot of distractions, which uh, the, the average person says, distractions? What distractions? They're professional athletes, right? I mean, we all feel that way at times. But the reality of it is now, if that's true for us, as Jamie pointed out, well, now it's in their corner. Now they're yeah. dealing with it, right? You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand one thing too, and I, and I think a lot of people in uh, St. Louis, because, and I'm talking the true ones, the ones that have been through this ride since you know for a long time. The the game of hockey, you know, and I, when you get back to the older times, there's an intimidation factor in hockey. So when you go into Chicago Stadium, when you go into the Boston Garden, the Montreal Forum, when you go in and played in these places. There, there was an intimidation factor. Like when you went into Chicago, you knew you were in for one fucking hell of a war, and the fans were involved on it. They were basically sitting right on top of you. They were throwing stuff at you. It was, it was, it was like you're going to war. And a lot of the players, and I'm not, I'm going to say this, and I mean this in the in the in a good way, but a lot of the players, the game has changed so much now, and the players, a lot some players, you get weeded out pretty quick in the NHL back in the day because it was a, you know, there there was a. You needed you needed a big set of balls to play back in the day, and if if you weren't ready, you'd get run out of the Chicago team. You'd be sitting on the bench and basically be that guy sitting there peeing your pants because you couldn't handle it. It was so damn crazy. And I think the games changed a lot. Where uh, the athletes, I'm, I'm not discrediting the athletes because you know the athletes are bigger, they're faster, the game's moving faster. Um, but it's just it's not the physical warfare that you got to be intimidated by when you go into a, like a Chicago Stadium or Boston Garden anymore. So I think it's a lot easier to play on the road. Um, you know, if you can weather the first five minutes of a storm, you're basically, you've heard this game before. You've seen it many times. The big Jumbotron's playing. They're making all the noise. The fans really aren't on top of you, but it's, 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 a, it's a different animal now. It's not, they're not throwing junk at your head anymore. It's, it's just a whole different thing. So the Blues have shown they can go on the road. Uh, when you're, and, and when you're at home a lot of the times, you're, you're taking care, especially in the playoffs. I couldn't even imagine the people that are wanting tickets, uh, the family members that are trying to come into this thing and, you're trying to orchestrate this whole damn thing. And, you know, people have, you know, your family's been along for this ride from day one. Your parents have and, and your brothers and sisters, whoever may be coming in, and you need to take care of them. And, you know, there's because that's the way you brought up. They took care of you to get you started in this game. So these guys that are there, now they're taking care of them and making sure they get there. So, you know, it's a lot easier on the road. You go on the road, you go through your process. There's no distractions. You hit the ice and, so that, that, they got that going for them. They showed they can do this, man. They showed it so twice already, so it's there. Um, you know, what's a, you know, all of us back, like the, the, the amazing thing of 18, as River said, hell, they may shove 20,000 people in Enterprise Center. Uh, I have no idea how many people will show up at Bush Stadium now that they're opening that up as a watch party. Um, mm-hmm. But the amazing fact that all this is going on now, I don't know, maybe you've been, maybe they've requested that all the alumni come to Enterprise Center. I don't know what you're going to do. So I'm going to ask you, what, where will Darren Kimball watch this? I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big crowd guy, Chromes. I don't, I don't like to get into the, all that nonsense and what, I sat in a damn uh, garage for an hour and a half the other night coming home after game six and uh, I was getting hot in there, boy. So I, I, they, <laughs> my family's, my family's going to the watch party. My uh, two kids and my wife will be going there and, uh, uh, they're going to head to it, but I, I sort of like to, I'm a person that sort of likes to sit there and, and I watch the game and I, uh, I'll probably watch it with my uncle and I'll sit there and I'll watch the game and, uh, and, and just wait for it to happen. And cause I, I like to listen to the TV. I like to listen to people talk when they're, when the game's going on and it's, uh, it just gives you time to, in case you're missing something, it gives you time to digest what's going through the process. If something's scored, you can rewind it or if a play happens, what happened? It's just, 
that, that that's what I'm going to do. I, I just like to be low key, and I just like to, I, I want to focus on it because this is a uh, yeah. The, the, there's going to be if they they win this, the countdown will go is going to go crazy. But there'll be another one yet. There needs to be a parade go through this town if they win it. So <laughs> there's there's going to be another one. So it's just I'll, I'll be curious the type of game that you know I, I've listened to a lot of people talk about this now. Chrome's on the on, on the radio and this and that and what the Blues aren't doing. And I, and I listened when I listened to Chief talk about when they dumped the puck in the right places and that. I, I, I you watch the Boston Bruin defense. If the if the, if the Blues are playing their game and getting on them, and and it works with Chara. I watched this happen many times the other night. And you watch when uh, O'Reilly scored his goal in Boston. If the puck goes behind the net, sometimes they throw two, three players behind the net, and there's someone open in front all the time. And I and this game tomorrow night is going to be a game. I, I don't think the referees will be involved at all. If there's one penalty call or two, I'd be very surprised. If there's any more than that, you might get one each. And which again, that favors the Blues. If they're let, allowed to play their game, that's going to favor the Blues. So I think the old saying goes in at the blue line and out at the blue line. Anytime you're in trouble, get it out, it's out, out of your own zone. So you get it over the blue line. If you watch, if you watch the Boston Bruins play this game of hockey right now, they don't, they don't play the same style as the blues. The blues like to get the puck in deep and go get it. The Bruins are trying to take this puck and carry it in and trying to get something off the rush. So if you can cause, if our D can stay up on them and cause a turnover and head back the other way, it, it's, this could come down to one play Chrome. So that, that's what you're dealing with right now. Cause there's, Everyone's going to have their emotions going. If the Blues get in there and they, they survive the first 10 minutes and, and no one scored, and I think the first goal scorer of this game is going to be really big. To, uh, it's, sort of, it's proven that in the series, but it's going to be a, a big momentum. So they, they, it's one play, one screw-up by somebody, and that's the way the Blues have, have ran this series. They've been in, and when they're playing their game right, they hammer the shit out of the defenseman, they hit everything going on, and to cause that one turnover, to be the difference in holding that Stanley Cup. Well, it's going to be an amazing thing. I'm uh, I'm as excited as as I can be, and I hope uh, for all of our fans that are listening that they are as well. I've uh, I've got an amazing amount of respect for every one of those guys uh, out there. I I I can't imagine this thing being anything more than uh, amazing. And I say that one way or the other because the whole ride's been amazing. So for me, um, I'll I'll live with the results. But I want it as bad as anybody. Um, you got a prediction yeah, for is, us? You got one for us? The, I'll, I'll tell you what this this ride from where this thing was in December and uh, you included me included uh, ribs. You know that we 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 put some players and put them on the block and said, you know that this not happening, man. And then with all with a couple changes, you get Bennington in here and Baruby going here and the players are uh, getting their game going and to where you are now. And for the fans, uh, like I said, from the frown on their face to get that smile back on their face because they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup from back in December. No one would have thought that. Not, not a chance in hell that I thought this ride would end here, but they've got themselves to this position. Um, I, you know, you, you get there. I, I, a guy like Petro or, or, or someone that's, you know, been on the, he took a lot of shit through this process. You know, I, I would like to see a guy like that put the puck in the net or the, or the O'Reilly, but I'm, I, if I say there's a winner, my, my guy's going to be Shen. I'm going to stick with Shen, the Saskatchewan boy. And that's where I'm going to call this at. And I think, uh, if we can get a win, I think he's going to have the winner. You're going with Shenner. I like it. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I got to tell you, it could be anybody. And I don't. Oh yeah, you take any, <laughs> you, you take anybody. But you ask me a thing, and that's where I'm going. I'm going with Shanner, and I just like the way the kids play the game, and and they all have. But I just he is, he, you know, he he's throwing it on the line every game, and uh, he stuck his nose in there. He's done a lot of the hitting, a lot of the dirty hitting, and that, and he scored some timely goals. And I'm just hoping. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's there, man. I think it's there. Well, I'm not going to be like Cam. You seen my buddy Cam? He went out there and. He, he did the Mark Messier and Joe Namath. He called it. He said they're winning, but I, uh, I'm, 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 it's going to be a hard-fought battle, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a sweet thing. It'll be an amazing thing. But um, I know our fans appreciate you, and I know, as I said to Riz before he got off the phone, I, 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 I have no idea one way or the other. I know what I want to happen in my heart, but all I know is Thursday's show is going to be epic. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be in. I'll be in house too. So I'll in be house. there for you. Maybe. Uh, in house. Hey, well, well, I know you'll be here. We'll have to see if our celebrities here or not. You know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, pal, get out of here. Get back to work. All and right. I'll see you on Thursday. Yep.
All right. Enjoy yourself tomorrow night, bud. Okay, pal. That is the one. The Let's only. go. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Let's you, go Blues. <laughs> you got your own red hole going there. I like it. <laughs> that is good stuff. Hey, I love it. Biggest kid in St. Right, Louis, bread hole. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blues fans, I hope that uh, that gives you your fix, and I hope we did our best to pull you off the ledge. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else you would expect from this group. I mean, this group in particular, I'm not sure what else you could expect. Um, I do want to get some thoughts from our man, Dennis Minner, as he does his live from Minner Arena segment each and every uh, week, and obviously he was down there amidst the chaos and uh, has some thoughts, especially from fans. I love what he's been doing here, including them in our show. So uh, let's go to our uh, Live from Inner Arena segment. We want to thank our friends at Adam Smokehouse for their continued support of this segment uh, each and every uh, week. Uh, the best barbecue in St. Louis, folks, bar none. I promise you, if you go in there, you will not be disappointed. Located on Watson Road, open until 7 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Best barbecue in St. Louis when it comes to catering as well. Box lunches and, of course, a little bit of delivery to certain zip codes. That's our friends at Adam Smokehouse St. Louis. Here's your cue. Dennis, that's your cue. Take it away. Hey, guys. Thanks. This is Dennis Minner coming at you live from Inner Arena. And right now we are outside the Enterprise Center. And we are at one of the biggest watch parties I have ever seen. They just announced a while ago that there's going to be over 30,000 people here tonight. They'll cut it off at about 40,000. And as soon as I'm done with this, me and my buddy Patrick, well, sorry guys, but we're going inside or it's a little bit cooler. So hey, make sure and go check out Adam's Smokehouse. I was just there a couple days ago. Amazing, amazing food. Please go check them out. Give them a follow. When you walk in, just scream the mic, let's go blues. But hey, I'm here with some of our listeners and some of the followers for Minna Arena. And we're going to, uh, we're just going to ask you guys this. So how are you guys feeling? Let everybody know. What, what, what are you feeling getting ready for this possible Stanley Cup victory tonight. Uh, hey, my name is Matt. Um, I feel great. My Twitter handle is Flaker Boy, and uh, I can't give a prediction as I already told you, Dennis. It's, it's a jinx. I can't do it. Hey, I, I don't blame you. I don't. I don't blame you at all. Well, my name's Anna. We drove actually all the way from Peoria, Illinois. You know, the home of the Peoria Rivermen. And you know what? We are still bleeding blue in Peoria, so we're super excited for tonight's game. Um, I'm not going to give you a prediction because I'm too afraid I'm going to jinx it. So, but you know, all I'm saying is let's go Blues, and I'm so excited to be in St. Louis for this awesome, awesome, awesome event. Awesome. Hey, and I, the rest of you guys that I'm going to talk to, do not keep saying you don't want to jinx it, all right? So be copying everybody, all right? So now, all right, so just say whatever. Here we go. Here's the next one. Hey, I'm Lauren, and I am also from Peoria. I am absolutely stoked to be here. This is like the greatest experience to be part of. And um, my prediction, I think, is just I woke up with a good feeling. I heard a certain song in my head when I woke up. So let's just let's go blues and do the thing, boys. And my Twitter handle is at LLNZSteam. Hey, all right, and we got one more we're going to talk to, and this is my buddy Patrick who is lucky enough to be sitting inside with the Mean Knights. Patrick, what's your prediction? And if you don't give a right answer, you get to walk home tonight. Hey, guys, this is Patrick. I'm at Patrick J. Devine on Twitter. Um, I'm going to go 4-1 Blues tonight. Um, staying with tradition of just shut down games 5, 6, and 7. And I'm confident, so let's bring it home. Now, why couldn't you all have been that confident and say 4-1, four, four, all right? All right, so hey, one last question before we shut it down. Any weird superstitions? Because I got to tell you, a lot of people are asking me why in the world I'm wearing, you know, pants and, you know, thick socks. Josh, 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 Josh. And we won't talk about yet about my shirt that I'm wearing under my jersey. But I am wearing the same clothes every single playoff game. And if we lose that game, all of those clothes get washed, all right? So that's my weird superstition. What about you guys, Anna? Well, I wouldn't say I have anything weird, but I've definitely stuck with the theme where I'm wearing a hat and or some kind of apparel. When I came down here, I knew we were going to be outside, and I thought about wearing my St. Louis Blues tank top that I have because it's a tank top, and it's hotter than you know what out here. Uh, but every time I wear that tank top, they lose, and I don't want to be the reason they lose tonight, so I am sweating my butt off in my hoodie that I have worn all of the playoffs. But you know what? If it, what happens, what I want to happen, it's going to be worth every sweat drop. Yeah, because we are all sweating our butts off, right? I mean, it's like sweating our hockey balls off. I mean, it's ridiculous out here. So have you got any weird quirks? Um, every game day, I have had to drink my coffee out of my St. Louis Blues mug. And every time that I've done it, they've won. So I had my coffee this morning out of the mug. 
Let's go Blues. Awesome. All right. Anybody else? You got any weird? No, you got two quirks. All right, Blinker Boy, here you go. So I got uh, my newborn at home, seven and a half weeks. He wears a onesie every game that we win. So he's wearing it tonight at home. And he's got his hockey stick. And I wear the same shirt underneath too, but it's a whole classic shirt. So, I mean, whenever you find out Dennis's shirt, you'll see what's different. I appreciate you not letting the cat out of the bag and letting everyone know what my undershirt is. And there's Patrico right there. Patrico, we're live on the Blues podcast. Give him a Let's Go Blues. Let's Go Blues, baby! All right, so there we go. It's Patrico. Hey, guys, we are going to close up shop right now. We're going to head inside. So, guys, the game is getting ready to start. I need the loudest, the craziest Let's Go Blues you've ever given on three. One, two, three. Let's Go Blues! Hey guys, well, it is after the game and we are headed back to the car and as you can tell by the uh, lack of sound, uh, just not much excitement going on. Um, Man, so many things I want to say, uh, but I'm going to try not to. Uh, We have still got Wednesday uh, for game seven, so... uh, gonna have a bunch of people over a minute arena and uh i don't know let's uh let's bring home a cup on uh on wednesday really wanted to see history made here tonight uh obviously it didn't happen so uh i don't know um what do you think patrick how about we uh go to adam smokehouse right that'll put us yeah. in a better mood yeah adam smokehouse yeah. best cue in the loop <laughs> Go eat at Adam's Smokehouse tomorrow, uh, or today, whenever you're hearing this, and uh, maybe that'll put you in a better mood. So, guys, uh, until uh, we talk again, let's go Blues. Great stuff from Dennis. I expect nothing less. And, of course, his Live from Men Arena segment brought to you by our good friends at Adam's Smokehouse. One last time, St. Louis, here's your cue. I want to thank my good friend Randy Green from InnovativeCompanies.com for his continued support. We're asking you to support him as well. Don't forget... Whether you need residential, commercial, or industrial work, Randy Green is the name you can know and trust in his wonderful company, InnovatedCompanies.com. They have the construction team, heating and cooling team, and the electric team fired up and ready to go. He's a 35 years experienced second-generation craftsman that believes that a handshake and his words still mean something. That's Randy Green, InnovatedCompanies.com. Uh, can't thank all of our, uh, our friends that support this show enough. That includes our friend Noel Buckingham with Buckingham Pest Control. Uh, I know uh, that, that Noel is... Uh, is just like every fan and, and ready for a Blues win. Uh, he'll be watching somewhere, uh, losing his mind just like the rest of us, one way or the other. And, uh, and all we're asking for you to do is support a guy that supports us so that we can continue putting this show on the air for you guys. That's Buckingham Pest Control. Check them out on Facebook. Their Facebook page is a great follower. You can learn more about some of the great stuff that they do. But everybody needs pest control. So we're asking you to make them your choice for pest control services. One more time, that's Buckingham Pest Control, where they do not kill penalties, but they do kill pests and pass the savings along to you. That's Buckingham Pest Control. To our friends at uh, SynergyHockeySkills.com that put on the great clinics and camps that allow Jamie Rivers to join us uh, each week, we want to thank them. And for all of our young hockey players out there, SynergyHockeySkills.com is where you can go hone your skills. So check it out today. Uh, Lots of great things happening over there. You guys are going to love it. Um, to our friends at the, the Nelson family, the name that uh, you should know and trust when it comes to your landscaping, that's nelsonlandservices.com. We appreciate that, that family. as uh, They're great friends of both Mr. Rivers and Mr. Kimball. Uh, they mean so much to them, and their support of our show is, is amazing. Uh, they are, you know, all they've ever really asked is for you to check out nelsonlandservices.com if you have some sort of needs in that area and find out if they can help you. That's all they've ever really asked. And then Stephanie, of course, donating her time now to that wonderful organization that is helping the young hockey players that, that wind up dealing with some form of cancer. Um, you know, her dedicating her time just shows you what kind of family that we're dealing with here. So make sure you guys check them out. Uh, means a lot to everybody involved. Can't say enough about, uh, again, Adam Smokehouse and their continued support means a lot to us. Uh, I, I just couldn't do these shows without them. It, 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 it means so much to all of us across the board when it comes uh, to the sponsorships and the advertisements that go on in the show. So many great people, so many wonderful things to say. But we're all Blues fans right now, and, uh, and I like what the guy said. Uh, it, it, you know, Brett Hall and that, that attitude is the attitude that we all need to have collectively tomorrow night and bring this thing home. Check us out at bluesnhlpodcast.com where you can subscribe to the show. Find us on social media at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter, Blues NHL Podcast on Facebook, and Blues NHL Podcast on Instagram. 
Also part of lineupmediagroup.fm, home of Yo Radio, the newest streaming platform for your mobile device. Please download it today. It is free. And I can't say anything else, but let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.